Hello folks, how are you going? And welcome to another episode of Daughter Talks. Oh, I tell you what, I've been quite active in the last little while, just making, getting down the ideas, recording some ideas. And I've started up with a couple of other podcasts with some people. You should check out the flip-flop with Jonathan Hewitt and Adam Jacobs, that's me. And uh, obviously I'll be doing the, the other podcast that I do, which is Off Topic with Timothy David Mitchell. And I tell you what, it certainly goes off topic. All right, this is Daughter Talks with Adam Jacobs. And yes, I'm preparing myself for the big questions that my, my darling little girl's going to ask me. Right now, she's asleep in the pram. We're walking up through the park, and Doggo's thinking about poo. He's probably thinking about other things as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's obsessed or something with the activities of his bowel, but it does seem to be a preoccupation. Let's just put it that way. Maybe even a distraction. Maybe even an obsession. Ah, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about keeping the middle path. People talk about this, don't they? This is this, because my little girl, she's going to come to me and say, Dad, how do I deal with the extremes? Because I'm, I'm, I'm yawning and I'm yinging and I'm yanging, and I'm yawning and I'm snoring. And I don't know what that last one meant, but anyway. And how do I get the, how, where, where is the middle path? I was like, well, it's a very good question, sweetheart. The middle path is not where the white line is on the road. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't go and play on that, if you know what I'm saying. No, the middle path. The middle path comes from the Buddhist, as far as I understand, that's how I understand. The Buddhist come up the middle path, and they said to themselves, well, as you know, Buddha said to himself, you know, maybe, maybe less of everything. Maybe almost nothing of everything, so to speak, is the answer. And then he nearly starved to death. And he thought, no, that's not right. We can't, we can't starve ourselves. We can't eliminate everything. We can't sacrifice ourselves by being too austere, so to speak. Well, maybe uh, excess is everything. They said, no, excess is not everything. And that's, well, that's the Buddha that we people generally recognise as being the... Uh, the chubby one, a bit like Bubs. <laughs> I don't call a Buddha, I don't. Uh, I know some people call their little babies little Buddha. No, I call her fat monkey. It's different, you see what I mean? It's, she's definitely a little monkey, and uh, she's chubby. So there you go. No, the middle, it's, you've got to take the middle path. And it's, it works the same with everything, like you can. If you, if you diet too much, you've got no fat. You're susceptible to things, you're going to die. That's what's going to happen. It could happen. If you eat too much, you get a beast and it's bad for your heart and etc. You know the story. So you've got to be somewhere in the middle. And I'll tell you how it goes. Scooby, come on, this way. And I'll tell you how it goes. So the middle path, what do you do? Okay, first of all, you've got to look at the extremes. You've got to understand why it is that we feel so eager sometimes to get so fully involved in something that we can ultimately cause harm to ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about perfection. If you want to be an expert at something, which I strongly recommend, then you're going to need to have contact time and you're going to have to have non-contact time as well. 
that's one thing that we can deal with. So for those of you who want to become excellent at something, you want to become expert sports people or something, then yes, it's going to take a lot of obsession. You're going to have to obsess over it. But that is going to include non-contact time. You have to have it. Otherwise, you don't have your chance. Your body can't grow and your body can't adapt. Your brain can't do the necessary growing that it needs to do in order to lock away, secure the changes that have taken place. Whew, tell you what, it's not easy when you're being a sports person or an elite musician or an elite anything for that matter. But, you know, it's there for the offering. But remember, non-contact time. And that's where we're talking about, that balance between the contact time and non-contact time. That's where you find the middle path. And I suppose when we look at it, people are striving to be elite or uh, professional or expert in something. Then it's easy to, to identify that. Possibly we could demonstrate what it's like to have contact time and non-contact time relative to your need to be very good at something. Hmm. But for most of us, what we, we are more interested in developing a middle path, a middle way in terms of our emotions because sometimes it's hard to feel like we're in control of our emotions. We can choose to go out to the basketball ring and shoot a thousand jump shots. We're in control of that. And then at the end of that, we're going to be better at jump shots, I guarantee you. But I suppose in a strange way, we can't necessarily go out and practice our jumping. I think we have to have some sort of natural ability, possibly, to be good, good, good at jumping. I suppose we're going to come up to against a wall of sorts where there's limitations. And every human being has limitations in terms of their emotional world, their emotional journey. And the first limitation that pretty much all human beings have to deal with is our ability to not be in control. And we often feel like our, our feelings, our emotions control us. And that is putting us into an extreme situation that um, is nowhere near the middle path. So how do you deal with that? And that's what little bubs is going to come to run. She's going to say, oh, Dad, I feel really, feel really sad about this. Or, or I feel really angry about that. Or, come here, Scooby. Off that road, I've said. That's all we got across the road, folks. And Scooby's on the lead. Come on, mate. Let's go. Good boy. Good boy. I feel really sad. I feel really, I feel really extreme about stuff. It's like, mm, well, that's good. You have to feel that. You have to feel that. It's important. And that's the first thing to do. You need to acknowledge why it is that you feel that way. And you feel that way because we're, we're beings and we're animals and that need to survive. So we have to have a strident response in the first instance because it primes us for either, the, primes us to, to, so we have the energy to either run away or to stay and fight. 
Uh-huh. See what I mean? Yeah, fight or flight. Alright. So. We have to understand that often the strength of our feeling is a first kind of level of reaction. <sighs> Fortunately, however, we are gifted with sort of rationalising. And that's sort of been, been the hallmark of modern man, really, is our ability to rationalise. And if we didn't have that ability, well, you know, we wouldn't be... We wouldn't have this sort of independence of, of thought. We wouldn't be able to separate ourselves from, from other animals in the, in the world, it would seem. As much as we know about it at this stage, I guess. So at some point, you're going to have to employ some rationality. And sport, again, is another good example. We have those moments where we where we've got muscle memory, we've got the instinctual re- reactions, we've got the, the impulse that maybe is the, the key to scoring the, the basket and winning the game. But those, generally those opportunities only exist because of some rationality that's taken place. And life is not much different to that really. If you want to kick goals in life, you've got to have the feelings. You've got to feel stuff. You have to feel stuff. And then, huh? then you've got to be rational. At some stage, you're going to have to be rational. You can't just go through life just responding constantly to your feelings. And that be the totality of your existence. I don't think you're going to get it through. Come. I don't think you're going to make it through, to be honest. So the simple answer to the question is how do you deal with the extremes of feeling? Whether it's off, off the road, you silly greyhound. How do you deal with the extremes of feeling? Well, in the first instance, let the feeling happen. And then say to yourself, I feel angry right now, I feel sad right now, I feel extremely happy right now. But at some point, I'm going to have to be a little bit rational, a little bit logical about the strength of this feeling and why it exists. So do I want that, which is a logical second step based on what I've been saying. But the key is this, when... When should I start feeling like now is the time to sort of apply a little bit of rationality? It's the timing factor that matters. Come here, Scooby. We've got a runner coming past. She's going to run, run, run. Good boy. And we're right in the middle of... We're in a very narrow little part of the, the forest here. That's right. She's got past and Scooby didn't eat eat anyone, which is good Good on you, Scoob. So when? If you know, this is my point, is this. If you know at some point you're going to have to apply some rationality, then it's simply asking, simply a manager a manner of asking and answering the question, when will I start to do it? Hmm. 
<sighs> I suppose if you're depressed, if you're depressed, you think to yourself, this is a very strong sense of feeling that I have. And at some point I'm going to be trying to lever myself out of this feeling by using the power of my ideas and my thoughts. So when am I going to start doing that? doesn't mean you'll be, you'll be successful, but just asking that question, possibly, possibly, I'm not saying it's curing, I'm not trying to cure anything here, possibly uh, trigger something. It triggers, at the very least, a new perspective on it. Gets you something else to think about, at the very least. Anyway, that's what I'll be saying to little one when she asks me the question. I hope that's of uh, some, some interest to you. Thanks for listening. Until next time.